Welcome back to the Business Academy podcast. Ethan Dainberg here with the Business Academy, joined by TBA rock star and legend, Dr. Brian Dahmer. And we're going to be helping you build freedom in practice that's staff-driven and grows with or without you there. Our goal is to create a legacy practice for you, your team, your community, and for your family. And I am here with Dr. Brian Dahmer out here in Florida and uh, one of our top, most legendary chiropractic doctors here to share tips on what it means to reach what we call phase two in practice, where you no longer have to be in the practice. You can just work on it at your leisure and have freedom and flexibility to do what you please in life with those that are important with you. So, uh, Dr. Brian Dahmer, thanks for joining us. Hey, I hope I can live up to that uh, intro there, Ethan. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, I'm pumped. I love talking about this stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's talk first about uh, your story and practice a bit. You're you're out here in Spring Hill, Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have multiple practices, but, you know, dial us back to some of the beginning stages. What's the, what's the story for uh, family chiropractic center for wellness? Sure. You know, when I first got out, I bought one of my father's practices and it was in a depressed area, low income area. Uh, there was a doctor there day trading uh, in the back. He was an accountant and then became a chiropractor, really had no passion. And I had to make a decision. I either went to Tampa, more affluent area, or I make this work. And my father built it in 1981. So I went in there in 06 and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's not where you are, it's who you are. And I fired the doctor that was there and I immediately just jumped out of the community and met as many people as I could. I never ate lunch in my practice because I can't meet people that way. And I figured the more people I introduced to chiropractic and the benefits of what it can do in their life and for the family, the more people that I would just turn on, engage, and then get referrals. That's such a good point for all the listeners uh, that tune into our podcast that are new grads or even in school right now or just opening up practice for the first time. That's such a good bumper sticker to stick on your you know, battle plan every day when you're first in practice, right? Don't ever eat lunch by yourself because you can't meet anybody that way. Absolutely. And it's worth the $10, uh, $15 that you spend. So many docs are like, hey, I'm, I'm above that. I just graduated. I'm a doctor. I'm not going to go and do a health screening. It's all how you look at it. I mean, I look at it as I'm a teacher and I want to help people and I have to educate and ask questions and get to know people in order to help them. And if I'm not engaging and I think that, you know, I'm putting myself above their needs and not a good listener, how am I ever, uh, you know, going to reach people? You can't be arrogant. You have to be uh, just willing to serve. Willing to serve. Well, uh, speaking of which, I want to thank you again for being willing to serve our the chiropractic community and our TBA clients today. Um, sure. It's a it's a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, your practices are humming right now, seeing yep. patients, uh, uh, hundreds of patients today. Um, we're here. I'm in Florida gear, Florida uh, attire right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to go on a boat. You got yourself a boat. I mean, we're here in the middle of an afternoon just chatting with each other and, and doing a podcast. How do you get to the point where in it's the middle of summer, your practices are cranking, and you're here having a conversation today versus having to slave away in your practice treating patients? Sure. There's so many things that I wanted to accomplish, but I couldn't because I was always in, uh, you know, the practice seeing, you know, on average, uh, 340 people a week. Uh, many days I'd, I'd start at 7.15 in the morning and I would go till 6.30 at night at lunch, maybe have a couple attorney lunches, knock out some notes, do a deposition, and then uh, come home to my four kids and be exhausted. And there was never any time for continuing education, never any time to expand my services, to write contracts, you know, buy real estate, do the things that I wanted to do to grow. And uh, it was just spread so thin. 
And so I said, I, I love treating people, but I can treat more people effectively with a team. Mm-hmm. And by getting out of the trenches, I can always go and adjust. And I do. I go once a month. I adjust these tough cases. I enjoy it. And I'm actually here training today, master closer I'm taking because I want to perfect my skills, uh, you know, on uh, the new staff coming in and being able to teach them. I just took a course, MUA, uh, Manipulation Under Anesthesia, for the last four days. And so now I'm taking cases that have hit a plateau and we're working with a team of doctors, anesthesiologists, putting the patient uh, underneath anesthesia so we can actually just get over that progress, get more progress without having surgery. So it's those type of things that you're able to do uh, once you're out working on your practice, not in it. That's so cool. So now you have, so we fast forward over the years and you don't just have your one practice in Hudson. You have a practice in Hudson, Spring Hill, Brooksville, and Homosassa. So, um, and again, you're not bouncing between every one of those practices treating Mondays and Tuesdays in Brooksville, Wednesdays in Homosassa. No, and no, yeah, you no. have, you have how many practitioners now? I uh, just hired my sixth doctor and we have two nurse practitioners and uh, a medical director. Unbelievable. And then uh, for those that are, we, we've interviewed a lot of other uh, TBA uh, doctors that have brought on providers, right? Sure. And they've shared tips and, and uh, things that they did both logistically with their systems, but also with their mindset on how to let go of the treating process. A lot of doctors have been treating their patients for 15, 20, 25 years themselves. And maybe they've been burned in the past by a, an associate doctor or they've never even tried. And they just can't imagine somebody else can give that level of care mm. to their patients. How have you been able to succeed with that with your providers? Ethan, if you don't have uh, the mindset of uh, a big vision that everybody can do it just as good as you or better, you'll never scale. You cannot have a personality driven practice. If you want, if I want Dr. Dahmer chiropractic on all my practices, I'm, I'm going to get spread thin and I can only go so far. Right. But if I want family chiropractic centers for wellness and each doctor buys into my vision when they come on the team, we can scale. You know what I mean? So that's the key. How many people do I want to help? I mean, I'm killing myself seeing 300 a week. Now we see 1100 a week. And uh, it's a breeze and I'm out marketing, which I love to do. Totally. And I'm supporting my docs. And when they see how hard I work on the marketing side of things, when they see how hard I work to put in procedures and systems and hire the right staff to support them, whether it's a good case manager who's closing their plans or it's a front desk person who just is like killing it on the phone and smiling and scheduling and 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 cutting down on missed appointments and their PV goes up and they get bonused and all of a sudden they're like, man, I love this power team you've created. And they're so happy because they're making good money. They're coming to work Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, but they go home and turn it off. And they love that. They don't have to worry about paying the bills and payroll and taxes and everything else. I enjoy that. They enjoy just being a doctor and not having to stress. And so I build long relationships. Dr. Patel, 13 years now, he's been with me. And I have other doctors that eventually, yes, they want to be owners. And, and we have a plan in place for them to do that. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's like they say, too, once you get your your first satellite going, the next third and fourth one are a breeze. I mean, your sure. your Brooksville location, um, you have an incredible, incredible support team and an incredible uh, provider in Dr. Zach. What um, I don't think you've ever have you treated in that office never. before. Yeah, and that was my goal. My goal is to open a brand new practice from the ground up and never step foot in it. You know, from a treating, uh, you know, 
So uh, I hired Dr. Zach right out of school. Yep. So for those of you that think it can't be done, it can. You just have to find the right person. Uh, he did preceptor with me, which I would definitely recommend. Get involved in your schools. Have him uh, be, uh, you know, on board with you for three months. It's a great working interview. And then, uh, you know, talk to their professors. Make sure that they were top of their uh, game and clinic and, and their studies and you're getting a good person that way. But we started that. I took my office manager who I put through TBA courses, executive courses, and uh, she was over there supporting this doctor in the grand opening. We had a waiting list practice kind of uh, and, and basically had. 30 people on day one ready, signed up with our marketing efforts that we had done three months prior. So we're slammed and we just had a party that first day. It was just incredible. So we took that momentum and just exploded. And that office, I was actually just on a call with Michaela, yep. out collected the other three offices for the first time. And they've only been open three and a half years. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. So, uh, you know, they're, they're well over, uh, they've hit over a hundred thousand a month and, um, that's just Cairo, uh, you know, nothing else in, in three and a half years with a brand new doctor and, uh, the space came available right next. There was a salon. I'm right next to target. So I'm in a pretty commercial, sure. has great visibility. And so now we have the opportunity to double our space and just put in more awesome. services. That's so exciting. And, and to see the growth of, uh, of your team in that office, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Casey, just such a rock star, right? And she was in there at your at your front desk, and has, has even you've poured into her, right, through training, guidance, and help from good managers. And then now you have her as a little as a person managing that practice, you know, from the administrative side. Then you've poured into your doctor, Doctor Zach, and you've given them support, and it's allowed for the whole thing to grow with this juggernaut of uh, of marketing and branding that you can go out now. You have the time with your megaphone to go out and, and create for all the offices. And uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting to see your whole team just over time level up. Can you talk about, um, can you talk about a bit of, of how you've structured these practices now, right? So we've, we've advanced from one practice to four, you have providers in each one, you poured into them, you're pouring into your staff, a lot of training, a lot of investing. Um, you're not having to be, you have kind of the flexibility to be in and out of these businesses. How did you structure that? to allow you not to have to be chained in and tied into each practice? It's a great question. I, I've got a really good friend, Jerry Campbell. He owns seven Domino's stores. And I'm like, Jerry, I'm so jealous of you because Domino's has such a huge market and, and commercials and they support you in so many ways. They tell you how to fold your boxes and where to put them, how to do your build out. This is the training that you need to do with your drivers. And, uh, you know, it, it's down to the penny as far as the accounting at the end of the day on uh, you know, what your costs are and your profit margins. We have to figure all that out ourselves. And I'm gonna scale this and open four practices. I need those systems. And that's when I found TBA. Uh, and they've helped me create those systems. So everybody is speaking the same language. And it's so much easier when you have somebody hatted and then somebody new comes on and they've already written up their post and they can transfer that to the next person. And then all of a sudden you're not micromanaging anymore right? because that's exhausting and you're not productive. You're not eating that frog. You're not doing the tasks that are important to grow your business and uh, you end up wasting a lot of time. And so TBA has really helped me unleash the power of my staff and team. And I just, I smile when I look back and I see the thing, like Carrie threw a pizza party for the staff and I didn't even know she paid out of her own pocket. Oh my gosh. Uh, because they hit their goals and she was doing a huddle and they're in affluence 
And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, she throws this pizza party. I'm like, that is so cool. She took the initiative to do that. It is motivating her team. And I didn't have to do any of that. You know, I'm focused on, uh, you know, buying the next commercial building and expanding our physical therapy department while she's over here crushing the Cairo side of things. So it's really been about documenting the hat or the role. And then it's it's replicatable systems that your team, and I would argue that your team is the ones who are putting that domino style system in place in your offices. I mean, so they're building it, then they're transferring it to everybody else. And then when the next wave of team members come on board, it's just a duplicatable documented system that works back from scripting to Mm -hmm. flow to roles and responsibilities. It's pretty cool. You know, the other thing that I've changed is how I hire people. I don't just find the cheapest, uh, you know, $10, $12 an hour person. I want the $20 an hour person who wants to make this a career. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and then I, I make sure that I align long-term in the future with this person so that the training and time and effort I'm putting into them um, is there. Turnover kills you. Uh, I have a, a, one of my competitors down the street who fires people every two years, and he's just known to be that uh, fear-driven manager that comes in and lays the hammer down. You do something wrong, you're out. And everybody just walks on eggshells. And I, I just don't have, I don't believe in that approach. You know, I believe in recognition. Uh, I believe in, uh, you know, good communication and everybody having uh, an aligned vision. And we're all working hard towards the same goal. And everybody benefits. And they know that they're going to get paid really well, bonus out, in as uh, they work as a team. And so that's just really helped me get to that next level. That's awesome. Big thing that you you and your team, I should say, implemented really successfully over the last couple of years is dialing in your, your practice scoreboard, dialing in the key performance metrics and statistics for all the different positions in your practices, goal setting, and then you know putting in structured huddles and battle plans. Can you talk a bit about uh, the value that your manager your managers have provided uh, the business by implementing a system of key performance metrics and scoreboards in each office? It's essential. I mean, let's talk about coming out of COVID, right? You, yeah. you have to know your numbers and you have to recognize uh, red flags and things that are dropping and correct them immediately, not a month later, a day later, a week later, and start making that course correction, tiny course corrections. You know, you survive things like COVID. And if you ignore it and you don't know your numbers and you don't know your final valuable products of each of your key staff and their posts, then all of a sudden it's the Titanic and you're you're hitting that iceberg and you're just coming crashing down and you're blaming it on the environment around you when really it was you, not course recognizing that. So we have huddles every morning and we have managers meetings and, and team meetings at each office every single week. And then we have meetings as a company once a week on Zoom and then in person, uh, you know, every other month. And it's important to discuss these things and then talk about solutions and have each team member say, okay, this stats down. How are you going to bring that? Give me three ways you're going to course correct this. That's so important. And if you're not doing that, that's a basic, basic thing that you have to implement like yesterday yeah. if you want to grow because you can't be there at all times and things will crumble. Uh, and, you know, it, it happened in my own family. I watched uh, one of my family members try to scale like that and he got big really fast and it went bankrupt. Wow. Mm-hmm. So very important to pay attention to that uh, and have the structure and the foundation because if you don't have the foundation, you're going to be under a lot of stress. 
can imagine that makes total sense. And when you're when you're doing this, it's interesting. You mentioned COVID. Here we are, about a year, a little over a year since our you know COVID anniversary, if you would, when the whole world turned upside down. Um, I remember we were talking on the phone, uh, March and April of last year, and uh, you know chiropractic and almost every uh, economic industry took a dip. Some took a dip forever and closed their doors. Uh, some chiropractors, unfortunately, are still recovering. Some, unfortunately, had to close their doors. Maybe some of those that are listening, you know, are trying to get on their feet again, right? Uh, you guys bounced back relatively quickly. I mean, it was a matter of a couple of weeks. Help us understand a bit of what that process looked like. You know, a lot of uncertainty. Sure. No one quite knew what to do. You guys acted fast. You implemented strategy. You seeked help. You got um, advice, and then there was no lag of time before you guys were going to hit, get the ball rolling right away and serve your community. Can you talk a bit about what that journey looked like, out bouncing out of COVID, and ever since? Sure. So, right when we uh, heard that we could possibly be closed down, we started to uh, immediately jump on with our lobbyist and uh, get the governor to make sure we were essential. Once we found out that chiropractic was essential, we got on the radio, we got on Facebook Live. And we'd let people know the last thing we want you to do if you have back pain is go to a hospital where sick people are. We want you to come to a private practice where it's safe. And here's how we're changing our procedures to make you safe. And boom, boom, boom. You know, our waiting room is your car now. We'll text you and your room is ready. That type of thing. Make them feel comfortable. For those that weren't comfortable, we're like, well, we're going to lose 30% of our Medicare patients. We know that. How can we keep the revenue up? Let's do telemedicine. What about DME? Uh, you know, we have our license. You know, can we get a back brace to this person who's suffering at home to stabilize them from the time that they're in uh, this pandemic and, and tell them what to do? Can we send them our nutrition kit? Say, listen, when you do come out and you go grocery shopping, you have to have a strong immune system. So you should be taking this, this, this. Have you ever had a nutrition, you know, consult, done any blood work? So let's focus on that while they're at home. We'll stay front of mind. So when they do come out of COVID, they're going to come back in, thank us start treating again with us, and then refer to us. And so just as a team, we came up with all these different ideas. And, and not only did we uh, you know, survive COVID, but we were profitable from the previous year because of it. Unbelievable. And it just goes to show when you have a team that is, is, is solution-oriented, collaborating, synergistic, everyone's on the same page. We have our one mission that we're on as a team, a set of core values that keep us tight and together as a, as a tribe almost. Um, when you hit crisis, it was just an instant turnaround. Um, and it's almost, it's great because you're, because your team has survived that crisis. I mean, it's almost like they can do anything. It's, 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 it's cool to see that, but I would, I would see whenever somebody's talking, we talk about the importance of scaling, having systems to go into phase two and to put the time into the thing that may not get you a new patient tomorrow, but it's the long game of structuring a business that can grow beyond you. You put that time in before COVID. You put the investment in into that part of your business before COVID. So when COVID hit, your team was ready, willing to handle any disaster or crisis. And you guys handled it with flying colors and have had again, a more profitable year and have had highest evers and personal records in every one of your practices. Ever yeah, in the end of the year, we still had our Christmas party. I still gave out Christmas bonuses to everybody. And we added uh, health care for all of our employees and increased our, uh, you know, employee package and benefits. So awesome. That's so, so cool. Uh, you know, I think you, you have to, you have to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
pour into your team and, and show them your care, just like your patients. People don't know how much you, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that goes for your staff as well. If, if they'll see right through, uh, you know, somebody who's greedy and in it for the money or the wrong reasons, we're using them as a stepping stone. And the staff absolutely have to be a part of your purpose and vision. One of the things that we did to really uh, kind of have our staff own that is we let them choose a charity or an organization that they wanted to donate money to at the end of the year. And so part of our profits um, uh, went to these charities and we let them present it. And so they got to pick the charity. They, they got to present it. Um, and uh and just change lives. There was tears. There was, uh, wow. you know, some cancer uh, families that um, were touched from Cindy at the Hudson office. And, uh, and it just, it, it moved me as well, just to see what they're passionate about yeah. in, in helping. And it was just kind of a win-win, you know what I mean? Uh, we got good PR and that was in the whole purpose of doing it, but uh, still people see that you're out trying to help the community you know, and give back some of your profits to the community because we don't have to do that. You know, we could just keep the profits and just put that back into a, a building or something, a new piece of equipment, this, that. But, you know, it's a giver's gain philosophy. Yes. So if you give, you're going to get back uh, in other ways. That's so that's so true. Um, so speaking of which, you uh, you poured into your doctors. You made the move um, a few years ago to go fully phase two. So we say here at the Business Academy, phase one is when you're growing the practice based on you having to treat patients and you managing the business every mm -hmm. single day. Phase two is when you are no longer treating or training minimally based on your flexibility of your time. Uh, you have a team managing your business and helping it grow. So when you moved to phase two, I remember talking to your wife, wonderful wife, Marie, and, and, and she, she texts you and she goes, it's been about a month since Dr. Brian hasn't treated, but I think you need to give him a call because... I don't think he knows what to do with his time anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but you were, but you had this amazing freedom you never had in practice throughout the week. I, and then I'm not going to lie. I was lost <laughs> a couple months. And, uh, and honestly, I didn't like it because I'm like, what's my purpose now? You know, it, it, sometimes you, you, you go in and you get praise from patients. Uh, you know, oh, the adjustment was great. I feel better. I only want to see you and this and that. Also, you're not getting all these compliments and praise. And you're working on your business, but nobody's saying, great job, doc. You know right, I mean? right. And it's just a lot of work that uh, goes on. See, I'm sitting behind a computer. I'm like, this isn't me. I can't <laughs> do this. But, you know, when I sat down, started writing out my new executive goals and then how we can help more people and speaking and, and the commercials and uh, training the staff. And then I still treat once a month and just going back to school and learning new things. And so then I started to get excited about it and being a better father, a better husband. I mean, I was seeing patients at seven fifteen in the morning. So I was up before anybody and to work and, and I missed a lot of things. Now I wake up, uh, go for a run. Um, I juice, uh, in the morning with my wife and then I'll take the kids to school, have conversations with them. Um, I have a 30 minute meditation time and, uh, and pray, read, and then I start my day and it's just such a better start to my day than wow. rushing out and missing all that personal development time. Cause you don't always get that. That's good. So it's, that's a really good point. That personal development time, you've been able to create flexibility for yourself, which is only going to pour more gas in the fire for your growth and expansion, both, uh, professionally and personally. But uh, tell us about, um, you know, obviously the, the every the daily, the daily things you can take your kids to school and you can have that 
that father time, which is so important. But uh, what were some of the things you were able to do uh, with your kids ever uh, since moving into phase two of the Business Academy? You know, uh, I coached my son's baseball team, which uh, I always got off work too late. Uh, my last patient was at six o'clock, you know, six thirty. If I'm lucky, I was wrapping up. Sometimes I was at home till eight o'clock at night. I mean, practice for baseballs, you know, five o'clock. 4.30. So uh, I was able to coach for the first time. He's seven years old. And that, it was just exciting to be a part of that. I I serve more in my church than I've ever served before. I uh, became president of a BNI group. I just have done a lot of things that I was always like, ah, I can't, I can't, you know, missing seminars. And it was just such a struggle to close my practice down to go to some seminar on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's no big deal. Right. I just put it on the schedule. And then they get to learn new things that way. So that part is just, I mean, priceless. Yeah, we're definitely here to deliver that to every, that's that's the lifestyle we feel every chiropractor not only should live, but also deserve because of the work that they do. They pour out so much of themselves, their community Mm -hmm. and to their patients and even a lot of them with their staff. Um, But they they don't ever have time at the end of the day for themselves and for those that are most and so it's our mission to help every practice owner and in, in the industry to build a practice that doesn't rely on them, that doesn't have to have a, a ball and chain hooked to their ankle every single day, you know, 60 hours a week. And they can build a legacy practice that can, it lives beyond them, right? Mm-hmm. And that gives them the freedom and the flexibility to do the things you're talking about, you know, what you've done and you're doing and uh, can serve in bigger and better ways and can do it with however they want to do it. And that's what I think chiropractic chiropractors deserve the, the decades of fight and push service they've given. Mm-hmm. Now it's time that they uh, build a practice that can, that can serve them. I always tell patients, if you don't help yourself, especially, you know, the, the mom's usually the first one to come in. Yep. She's in charge of the family's health. The guys wait, we're going to be dying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, she'll come in and uh, she's just like, I don't know if I have time uh, to commit to this. Um, and it's really not that bad. And I look her in the face and I say, if you don't help yourself, you can't help anybody else in your family and do not wait until you're on your back and you're in a crisis. I said, you have to make a decision now to make your health a priority. And same thing with you docs that are in the, you know, uh, facing burnout, uh, or your bodies are breaking down and you're not taking care of yourself. You're not getting good sleep or exercising or eating healthy. Maybe you're a little overweight, and uh, you feel conflicted because you're telling patients to do things that you're not doing personally. And you have the same excuse. I don't have time. I'm running a practice. I have this. I have that. And, um, you, you have to reorganize your priorities. And becoming phase two just makes it so much easier to have those priorities and, and uh, resist burnout. And then you come back just so much more passionate and on fire to help people yeah. uh, when you do that. That's so awesome. And then you can go ahead and do what you've done. And just like you showed up at our last uh, a couple uh seventh division sessions a few months ago with a uh, Mercedes uh, Sprinter limo, you know, yeah. and start a limo company. That was the most exciting. That was so cool. So you literally, I mean, this, it lets you play now. You can actually play and have fun as an entrepreneur, right? Sure. So like I was talking to a friend of mine uh, about you the other, the other week and I said, you know, I realized that true entrepreneurs, right? Which every chiropractor listening is an entrepreneur running a business of true business. Mm-hmm. But uh, a true entrepreneur is one that um, when they go out and they want to purchase something for themselves, right? They're always going to find a way to make, uh, to have it pay for itself or to uh, make money off of it, right? 
business. Yeah, yeah. So then you sit here and you have an opportunity to get a, a Mercedes Sprinter limo. And he said, yeah. heck, you have the financial freedom to make that purchase. But it wasn't just money being thrown away. You immediately uh, turn it into a business. I know we're not talking about the limo business here in this podcast. So you have to tell us how you had that how that came from, what that idea came from. I mean, listen, attorneys send us cases. And if I send my limo over and take all their staff to lunch, they all love it. They're <laughs> like, hey, I want to, let's send a Dr. Dahmer or my staff taking them out to lunch. Or, and then, of course, that just snowballs into patients and everybody knows that I have executive limo rides. And, uh, you know, my best friend's a DJ and I live in a beautiful community that has weddings, you know, three times a month. And, so I went and told Fran and she put it in her wedding package from our clubhouse. <laughs> and so now I'm like, man, I'm going to have to get another one because uh, it's rented out too much. That's awesome. And, uh, so it paid for itself and then some. And, and it's just fun to yeah, have at different events. But, you know, those type of things. I mean, I have a, a, a gosh, vending machine business that I got for my kids. And so I healthy vending and I put them in 24 hour gyms and, you know, just teaching them how to be responsible and go fill a machine and collect the money and process things. And, uh, we just bought our fourth, um, we have five uh, real estate, uh, just uh, a landlord. I'm a landlord basically and have rentals and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I try to buy the building that my practices are in. So we've been successful with three of them. And then we just expanded uh, another building on our main office for physical therapy. So, you know, all those things, as you grow, you just you you have more opportunities to uh, create business in your community and uh, help more people. That's so exciting. So I would say recapping all of this, you know, sometimes if it's a doctor's listening, maybe he doesn't want to open up a second practice, but he just wants to create he wants to f- the flexible creative play or businesses, right? I've seen other docs too try to open up franchises um, uh, with popular uh, uh, food service uh, businesses that we all know, but they're still working 60 hours in their practice and they start a franchise on the side and neither one ends up working Mm -hmm. because they're they're still chained to both or they're chained to their practice with patients. So here you are at this position in your career, uh, you've been able to, to give yourself that freedom and you can play with whatever business you want to play with. Sure. You know, investing what you want to invest in, not only with your time, because you have flexibility there, but you've also been able to build freedom uh, financially to make big investments. And, you know, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the cash flow quadrant, right? So you're able to play in the B and I quadrant uh, quite often and, and make investments that'll pay long term and create assets for you and your family and those that are important to you. And also uh, have the freedom to, to just have fun and, and build businesses. So. Smarter, not harder. You know, yeah. so I love chess and I play with my kids all the time. And uh, they're like, dad, how come you always win? And I said, listen, you learn to think three and four moves ahead eventually. But right now, all you see is what's in front of you. And you're not looking at that next move, three and four, uh, you know, moves ahead. So until you learn how to do that, then you're always just going to be stuck with what's in front of you. That's right. And it's so important to learn that game. And the better you get at that game, then uh, just the more uh, opportunities come about. And then when they do, you grab them and you run with them. And so surrounding yourself, I'd say one of the best things uh, I love coming to the uh, seventh division is meeting other guys that are way more successful than me. I mean, the training that I just took, the the chiropractor there owns surgery centers and he's got 15 offices and, uh, you know, his dad's a DO and just, He's 10 years older than me and he's telling me stories and things that he did and, you know, things that were headaches, things that were successful. And I was like pen and paper trying to ask the most important question I could to get nuggets from him. 
because not every day you get to speak to somebody like that. So true. And so, uh, you know, it's just important to get out there and network, get in groups that are masterminding. And uh, I learn something uh, new every time I go to those. That's awesome. That's great. So uh, what is the vision for for your for for Family Center for Wellness? And, and uh, you know, obviously you have uh, advanced integrated medicine as well. AIM, sure. you have a number of these healthcare practices. What's the big vision now? Um, you have these other businesses you're having fun with and you have all this. What, what does it look like five, 10 years from now? You know, the, the, the goal is to create a legacy and have it run better even when I'm gone. And uh, if I die tomorrow, that my the vision and the practices will thrive and they'll continue to grow. Uh, you know, my daughter just is graduating Friday and uh, she got in for a doctorate of physical therapy program. And that's one of the reasons I'm buying this building that was 5,600 square feet to create a, a full-fledged physical therapy weight loss, have a juice bar up front. Uh, I have an extra aerobics room that I'm going to make my boardroom just for like a think tank. Yeah. Just have really cool, trendy, uh, you know, glass digital boards. We can write best ideas on, you know, uh, you know, marketing community events and just, uh, you know, really strategically plan with our, our uh, leadership team. So things like that, it's just it, all of a sudden it becomes fun. It's like, man, what can we do next in our community? So, you know, I definitely am going to continue to open offices. I think uh, what we're going to do is change our model and buy offices that are struggling. And we're going to uh, put key people in there, turn them around Love and that. expand that way and keep heading towards Tampa. And just uh, with that model of helping people get out of pain naturally without addictive drugs and surgery. I love that. Beautiful. It's a beautiful vision. With that being said, it's a, it's an honor having you as part of the business Academy family. Well, always, it's, uh, fine, it's, it's always a pleasure to, be able to serve you and your team. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks so, for having me. You're welcome. Absolutely. So guys, with that being said, we'll wrap up today's podcast. Uh, listen, uh, freedom is not that far away. It's one step at a time with the Business Academy. We can help you give you the tools and the direction you need to get there. And we're looking forward to seeing you on our next podcast on the Business Academy podcast, helping create a staff-driven practice that grows with or without you even having to be there, building a legacy practice for you and those that are most, that are most important for you. Uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Dr. Brian Dahmer. Hey, thank you for your time. Thanks. Awesome, guys. See you in the next one, guys. Take care. All right. Bye.